0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the All Points Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Coach JG Jordan Guilford, and I'm
1: Coach Bar Lachlan. Hopefully, everyone's having a good day. Yeah, I got Lockie here
0: with me, and t- today we are gonna go over the qualities that make an athlete successful. The qualities that make an ath- athlete successful. Lockie has three, and I have three. I think for both of us, these are maybe not exactly our top three because so, there are so many factors, but uh, you know what is going to take, and we're talking about any sport, we're talking about, uh, we got a guy here who does track cycling, we're talking about football, we're talking about basketball, uh, these qualities, and probably even just in life to be general, but these qualities are really going to allow somebody to excel and push themselves forward and get to the highest level of sport that they can, which, which both of us love to see because we, we love strength conditioning and love working with athletes. Um, lucky do you wanna open up with your first? We'll go back and forth here.
1: Yeah, when Jordan asked me to think about some of the qualities, the first one that popped into my mind was a strong mindset. And then leading on from there, the first athletes that popped into my mind were Kobe, Michael Jordan, and Ronaldo. And the winning mindset and how they sacrifice other parts of their life to put everything towards winning and achieving their goal. Mm -hmm. And this also could affect them in other parts of their life as they maybe haven't been able to work on social skills or other things that they put all their eggs in one basket, Right. but it really makes them some of the greatest athletes of all time. And one of the quotes that this reminded me of was um, Charles Polican when he said, "'You don't need confidence to win, "'you need win to get confidence.'" And it really made me think about the little wins that these athletes are doing each day, waking up on time, doing the extra sessions, mm-hmm. and this build confidence in their mindset that they're doing the right things. They're doing things that their competitors aren't doing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, and that also brought back memories of some of the best uh, periods when I've been playing soccer. And you're always playing at your best when you're most confident
0: to have a strong mindset because you're never doubting yourself during the game. Right, you're like, Yo, I've, I've done all the work that I could possibly do. Yeah. We were talking the other day with uh, one of our colleagues here about Kobe and his regimen and how, like, a lot of, I imagine a lot of NBA guys aren't doing these days. Some. Some some certainly are. But how Kobe would talk about getting up at, like, 5 a.m. and training from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m., then going home, taking a nap, and then training even more and how much accumulation those hours would lead to him having advantage on top of his skill, but him having advantage over his opponents. So, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%, buddy, 100%. What's your first point? Mine is attention to detail. Uh, attention to detail, I think, really sets up athletes for success because there's so many factors that that tie into leading this athlete to success so like nutrition watching what's going into your body if you're an athlete not having a lot of fast food junk food that kind of thing Uh, looking at your your mood and your mental state how how much that can affect you there's some guys who famously at the one of my famous um most famous examples is when conor mcgregor Knocked out Jose Aldo, who was at at the time the best featherweight of all time. And that's because Conor McGregor messed with his, his mood state so much, pissed him off so much, that Jose Aldo, who's like a super skilled and knowledgeable fighter, just runs at Conor McGregor. He's so pissed off at the guy, he literally runs at him and then Conor knocks him out. He hadn't lost in 10 years before that fight. Right. So he didn't have that level of attention to detail, him, his coaches, whatever, at least not in that moment. To say, hey, this is the mood state that I'm in right now. How can I manage it? And if you can, if you can really find out how how that affects your performance, um, that makes a big difference. Your equipment, paying attention to what you're bringing with you. Right, so many of my hockey guys will forget this thing, forget that thing. Um, my rugby guys forget their mouth. My sons forgot his mouth guard and not be able to play at a rugby game. Uh, But with me, I have my gym bag. When I was lifting, I got everything in there. I have my shoes, I have my straps, I have my belt, I have backup chalk if I need it, I have my salt if I need it. So attention to detail is in knowing what equipment you need to train every day to be at your best and having it with you. And then attention to detail is in noticing the movement of other players. I'm talking about field athletes where you have to be reactive, but uh, noticing, you know, where your opponent likes to shoot from, noticing this guy's mannerisms, This kind of tell that he's going to do this. And Lockie mentioned earlier, at the professional level, now you have coaches and analysts that are doing that for you and giving you a briefing. But certainly in the lower levels, when you're coming up, being able to read opponents and uh, log that information in your mind and have that attention to detail, that that makes a a massive difference. And and Lockie and I are lucky enough that one of the athletes we're working with here, Charlie Walsh, is a super detail-oriented guy who, like keeps uh, his statistics he enjoys going through equipment he enjoys learning about the intricacies of the sport and so when you're that detail oriented as an athlete you, you're you really setting yourself up for success I
1: think it's like the athletes that when you give them a program they want to know why exactly you mm-hmm. this, why this, they don't want to just accept that this is your program, mm-hmm. they want to know why everything's going to do this, why it's going to make them better and I think that also makes them so much better when they're willing to learn and understand it yeah, yeah. What do you got next, buddy? Um, my next uh, quality was actually a physical one, and it was speed. Okay. And yeah, I, I really believe that uh, speed is one of the best uh, qualities an athlete can have. As many of the sports I've been involved in, I watch like uh, soccer, Australian rules, footy, even combat sports like boxing, that someone with higher speed can actually be lesser skilled and still compete due to that quality. So any athlete who's faster than their opponent is able to beat them to the contest or move past them just on that ability alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's such a dominant athletic quality to have.
0: Would would you differentiate, Lucky, between like velocity as in the ability to accelerate to a faster position rather than hit top speed and or uh, quickness or agility? Yeah,
1: I think that 100% depends on each sport. So, you know, maybe something like shorter distance, like soccer, where you got to get to the ball right, fast. Right. Compared to, I don't know, something a bit more like rugby, where it's got to be a bit more power speed, mm-hmm. bigger bodies. Mm-hmm. But just that quality. I'm not sure if it's similar in some of the American sports, like hockey, basketball, where some athletes that have actually
0: got to that level just on almost speed alone. A lot of them do, man. A lot of them do, I would say football there's a lot of physical development American football there's a lot of physical development but like in basketball for sure there's guys that are like super wiry, explosive fast that like I don't know, the, the top 10 guys in the in the states that are like that that'll that alone get to the NBA it could be real thin but like super explosive Derrick Rose, I don't know if you ever saw Derrick Rose yeah. play but he was man, that guy was like another species. Yeah, it just changes the game when you're that much faster than mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. Uh, Next one I renamed it Getting in the Zone, but originally I just said Switching Modes. So you call it whatever you want to call it. But the ability to get uh, into a gamer mind state, for lack of a better term. So Lockie mentioned Kobe. We mentioned Kobe a bunch of times here. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time. And Jalen Rose, I've heard him tell this story several times. But when Kobe dropped 81 because it was on the Raptors, and he said, Yo, Kobe was not talking any shit during that game, he was just coming up the court. Bucket, walk down silently. Come up, bucket, no, no screaming. You see guys flexing now, screaming, giving their hand signs, giving their celebration, because he had just switched into this mode and gotten into this zone where uh, he's getting buckets and he's going to win this game, and he actually came out with a win. Uh, in the past, I've worked, one of my top skaters that i worked with in the past is Kim Levay from Quebec. And I remember seeing the way she would warm up and get in the zone, like she was getting ready for a a UFC fight on the sideline before before practice, before simulation, which is a a simulation of competition. And then certainly before competition, she had the ability to get into this other zone. And it's almost like an actor, a method actor, really getting into the role. And you're like, now I'm competitive, Jordan. I, I would do that getting under a squat bar is I would always have my same ritual when I was in the gym training. Right for my warm ups, I'm getting into that zone. I got my headphones on, um, but every I had the same ritual approaching the bar. Certainly for the squat and the deadlift, less so for the bench. We don't even talk about bench. <laughs> um, but I loved it, and and thus I never really was overwhelmed by the moment. I was always able to, to execute to the best of my abilities and I had I had no regrets in that regard because I could switch into that mode. Yeah,
1: that, yeah, that also reminds me of, uh, I was used to compete in athletics back in the day. I was mm-hmm. a discus thrower and the coach coaches always used to ingrain in us that routine, routine. Training is the same as the games, or same as the competition. Mm-hmm. So we'd have the same routine, do the same thing in our training as we would in the comps. So then when we get to the high pressure competitions, you get into the ring, you're feeling that pressure but in the end of the day you've done this thing a thousand times before so that routine just kicks into gear and your body can take over yeah yeah 100 percent. what's your last one buddy um my last one was another physical uh, quality and it was mobility mm. you know i'm really big on mobility yeah 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 always uh just allows athletes to reduce the in- injury risk being able to have increased mobility, which also allows them to train more and get a greater skill development through not missing matches, not missing training, and then also have a greater control of um, length in a full range of motion, allows athlete to move more efficiently, which can also benefit so many athletic qualities like speed agility being able to be in control of your body right i know you've been doing a lot of dancing at the moment that's right I'm that's sure right. Of that it's getting a lot better you just feel your mobility increasing and then when you walk around you just feel you just feel natural and being able to move
0: move with it that's a great point lucky i've been at the extremes actually i wouldn't even say i've been at the extreme of mobility but now i'm pushing my body to probably the most extreme that i have been um but I've certainly been at the extreme of rigidity. And when I like when I was getting my bed, my body ready to squat seven hundred pounds, my spine was like a rod. And like I did not feel good, man. Like walking day to day, like it's almost it's almost like you're fighting your own body. Like yeah. it's very hard to describe that level of rigidity, which like, you know, you need to lift that kind of weight. Yeah. Any like world class lifter, um, they're, they're gonna have that feeling but but now getting that looseness back in my body and that flow back in my body and working on mobility like yeah just day to day walking around feels better and and doing anything athletic feels tremendously better yeah you have so much more confidence in your body moving and I see more young athletes for the most part making use of it like guys the young guys can always improve like a lot of times kids will come in here and just saunter on onto the rollers and like I'm stretching yeah but at least they have that mind state. They know that coming in here and doing some form of soft tissue or mobility work is going to serve them, which, which in the past, that, that was very much less so, very much less so. So I, I like how mobility and self-care work has really trended into being like a mainstream thing. Yeah, very important. All right, my last one here is have fun. <laughs> Having fun in mark. your sport. Call me crazy. And you know what? I used to work super, super deep in hockey when I when I uh, ran a hockey training center, and I really got the vibe that a lot of these kids did not love hockey. A lot of these kids were just there because, like, Daddy signed the check and Daddy wants them to play hockey, and they show up and they get to hang out with their friends, but they didn't love it. Um, and if you love it, if you love your sport, you'll push yourself a little bit harder. If you love your sport, you might not love strength and conditioning, you might not love your your training, your dry line stuff, but you say you'll know that you need to be successful and you'll give it your all. And I worked with a lot of kids who didn't. So having fun is key. I'll even tell us experience now that I'm back uh, playing a lot of basketball, when I'm in like a really intense game or really intense situation, we we are only playing for bragging rights, but it's still, you know, a bunch of old guys playing for bragging rights still gets pretty intense, gets chippier than the NBA Finals. I just put a smile on my face, and I remind myself, like, yo, Jordan, you're playing basketball. And that smile and that having fun, even, like, in a chippy, quote-unquote, serious game, really makes me feel play freer and play better. Um, So I think having fun is huge, and I've implemented that in a way with athletes. As to a lot of my athletes and clients now, coming back from big competitions, and uh, big what? Shout-out Charlie, who just, like, got gold at the Ontario Provincials, and then shout out um, Julia, who just set a new Canadian record in, in pre-novice at the Canada Winter Games, two of my athletes there. Um, the, one of the first things I ask them is, did you have fun? Not how did you do, not uh, what did you win, not that kind of thing, but did you have fun? And some of some of them will like kind of be a little surprised and shocked and have to think about whether or not they have fun, but, I, but I'm planting the seeds there that, hey, you're a kid, and this is your sport. You should be loving this thing. You should be enjoying this time. It's very easy to take it for granted. Yep. Yeah, I think having fun
1: is also links back into a few of the other ones, that if you're not enjoying your sport, how can you really want to be the best? How can you focus all your attention to detail? How can you have the mindset that all you want to do is get better at this sport if you're not enjoying it yourself? And
0: depending on the sport, Lucky, like, it can get dangerous. If you're, if you're a hockey player, and you don't love hockey, and you're not out there like working your butt off because you love the sport. Like a guy that loves hockey is gonna knock the shit out of you, <laughs> and he's gonna put you on the ground, right? Yeah. So in in some of those in some of those cases, it's actually dangerous to be out there not doing something that you love and that you're having fun doing. You, you do see still see some freak athletes that you know that's true. Unreal
1: at their sport, but they right. they don't. Watch it. They don't love it, but mm-hmm. to be the best, I really do think that
0: you have to have fun and enjoy your sport. Right, right. And you were you were saying that there's some AFL guys who like don't even love the sport because <laughs> AFL is like <laughs> the only big in Australia. That's the thing. Yeah, they, totally big in they Australia. They love watching basketball. And stuff. Yeah, well, basketball is probably, probably yeah. the or maybe the third biggest after rugby in yeah. Australia. Uh, but, but Ben Simmons, an Australian, that I want to give give him as an example of someone who I've I've seen. I don't obviously know the guy at all, but I've seen multiple. Um, NBA analysts talk about how they don't think Simmons. he doesn't look like he loves basketball. Like he's one of the most, coming into the NBA, he's one of the most talented prospects in the world or of all time, uh, was an all-star player at a very young age, was an all-NBA was the top 15 players in the world at a very young age, before the age of like 25. And he's just completely deteriorated, barely plays anymore, plays very poorly when he does play. So many, there's so much video of him not trying, like refuses to shoot the ball, and like, yeah, it doesn't and, and don't get me wrong, I don't want to pick on the guy because you don't know what he's going through. you don't know what kind of mental health certain guys have, but doesn't seem like he loves the sport and he's getting that level of enjoyment and freedom of playing it at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of someone who is supremely talented, kind of self-sabotaging themselves because maybe they don't really love this thing that they're doing. Mm, it looks like he's lost
1: all his confidence as well, which is one of the biggest factors in performing well for sure,
0: for sure. All right, guys, so there you have it, Uh, three ways from each of us that athletes can be successful in their sport and make use of that. I'll go over mine one more time here, attention to detail, really making sure that you're covering all the bases possible, nutrition, mood, equipment, uh, your opponents, being able to switch and get into the zone, find some sort of tradition, some sort of warm up, some sort of meditation that can really put you in the zone. When you are competing at your best, you should probably be a different person than you are in your day-to-day. You probably have that little character within you that you need to bring out and get into that zone to be into that flow state and work. And then, you know, have fun. Have fun. Don't forget that you're doing the sport that you love, that sports are for fun. Uh, Don't take yourself too seriously. Even, like, you know what, I sometimes imagine if I was playing in, like, the NBA finals, I still and we were down by five and we like got to get this possession, I still have a smile on my face like, yo, playing basketball, let's go. And I'd probably get the steal. So you know, have fun and if if you're being pressured and maybe you're not playing a sport that you really love, like go lateral and find something that you love. Don't, don't uh, it's, it is hard to navigate those situations, but don't let anybody force you into a sport or situation or activity that you don't necessarily want to be doing. Yeah, Jordan always uh,
1: reiterates to me that we're so lucky that we both get to come in and do a job that we love every day. Yep. So, makes me happy. Jordan's happy. That's right, that's right. <laughs> what do I want to do a wrap up of your three Yeah, so my three. I feel like my first one, the strong mindset, they all relate together mm-hmm. the mentality, mm-hmm. having fun, getting your strategies in play, then mobility, increasing range of motions, having full control of your body. And then speed, explosive power,
0: being a different level of speed than your competitors. And if you want to work on either of those, mobility or speed, you guys give us a shout. I'm at coach underscore JG, or uh, JG at allpoints dot fit. Uh, I've got email that you can send
1: me an email to Locky Doyle at gmail dot com. All right, everybody, take care. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.